Today we're talking about the 15 most popular songs on the air. And wondering why Drake is everywhere. Same difference. The Billboard Hot 100 was started in 1955 when the music magazine started to collate their data on songs with the best sales, airplay, and jukebox play. Now, there's a sentence you don't hear often in 2018. These days, the Hot 100 is determined by sales figures and radio airplay based on data from Nielsen, as well as performance on popular online streaming sites like Spotify and YouTube. The Billboard Hot 100. We've been around popular songs in the past. Oh, we have, Joseph. Right, in our past lives as pop singers. Pop singers, Yes, remember? We were a hot pop duo. Yeah, I was Miley Cyrus and you were... Justin Bieber. No, Nick Jonas. He dated Nick Jonas. Who cares? I am Justin Bieber. People care about former Disney. I I, I, I didn't. I I didn't like Nick and Miley together. It sounds suspiciously like you followed the Disney. I followed gossip. a different couple. I'm not telling you who you who. <laughs> I'm not telling you who I followed. You have to guess. Was it Selena and Joe? No, Selena and Joe were never a thing. What's wrong Was with you? Was it Selena and Nick? I'm not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> okay. So today we're talking about what we did is that we took the top 15 songs on the Hot 100 for this week. It might not be the same to when you're listening to it because you're lucky enough to be listening in the future. We took the top 15, listened to all of them, and we ranked them based on our tastes. We put together our individual lists and we made a single collated list. Sort of like the Billboard Hot 100. Do you see what I did there? Yes. We're like the same as them Same difference. Yeah, same difference. Same difference. So uh, basically... Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through it 15 through 1. I'll tell you guys where we put it on our individual list. Although, I was very disappointed to find that we had very similar tastes. Why? It was kind of annoying. Okay, to be fair though, with the songs. Right. You'd expect it. Because then we're just like... Yeah, but the show is called Same Difference. It's not called Same... I guess we just have similar music tastes because of our past lives. I know. So you guys have to deal with it. Uh, our individual lists were very similar. We'll put it in the description below. And I think I'm going to make a little playlist for everyone to listen to as well. Oh. So you can check that out. Wow, in, okay. In kind the of description. like a disc jockey, right? Sort of. Kind of like, like you're choosing the songs. Yeah, I knew a lot about disc jockeys in my past life as, as, as a pop artist. As a pop artist. A pop artist. And just to point out, we're not like music critics or anything (laughs) we don't have like any formal music training this is like entirely our opinion like we exactly like but then again all criticism is subjective so like we're just very transparent about our own personal bias right so like none of this is objective if you like these songs more than we do then Please continue enjoying the song. Yeah, your trash is your trash and my trash is mine. Alright, so we're gonna start with our number 15 pick. This song is what we agreed is the absolute worst of the top 15. Shouldn't even be in the top 15. Yeah, I have no idea why this is a hit. Uh, Freaky Friday by Lil Dicky featuring Chris Brown. I hate him. I hate everyone should hate him. I feel like everyone should hate him. I feel like every... Okay, fine. You can be a fan of him before the Rihanna thing, but I feel like... Supporting anything after what he did is kind of, it's not kind of, it's very problematic. Right, and uh, actually if you want a kind of a more nuanced take on this particular topic, I suggest that the people go and look for the Rap Critics video about this Ooh, on wow. YouTube because he kind of made it a little more, uh, like, he, he connected it to race more. 
So like because oh. of Chris Brown's racial background and how we talk about black men and their criminal history. Makes so sense. check that out if you want something more nuanced. But if you want something a little more basic and easy to swallow, I fucking hate Chris Brown. <laughs> I don't like Chris Brown. <laughs> he put a woman's face into a car mirror. And he did so much it. more than that. Just saying. It's horrible, and he never stops. He's still getting like. Arrested for assault charges like every other year or so. I, I don't know why he made a comeback. I don't know why he's big right now. Yeah, I don't know why we let him come back into our popular culture. But ob- objectively, no. But Freaky Friday is genuinely a bad song with or without Chris Brown. I don't get this song. This song is literally a joke. Literally. It's a joke. It's a really bad joke. Yeah. And because of that, and it's being the only comedy song in the top 15... We're gonna go into a little segment we call Laugh It Up, Think It Through. <laughs> Laugh It Up, Think It Through. <laughs> One joke in this song made me laugh. One. And that's the part where Lil Dicky in Chris Brown's body goes, Holy shit, I got a kid. <laughs> like, even I didn't know Chris Brown had a kid. So that was funny. The problem with this song is that once it starts and you understand the premise, the joke is immediately gone. Why? Because everything that you think happens is gonna happen. We get jokes about Chris Brown's penis. We get jokes about N-word privileges. We get more jokes about Chris Brown's penis. And another joke about Chris Brown's penis. Like, for real, Lil Dicky lives up to the name because this song is filled with penis envy. Freud is shaking. Yeah, Freud is like, Freud is like jacking off somewhere listening to this song. He loves this song. If there was ever any argument to grant Freud credibility, it would be this song. And that's not even getting into the fact that this song had the nerve to touch on Chris Brown's criminal history, calling it, quote-unquote, his controversial past. <laughs> that's, I don't know. I, I can't say anything without getting mad. I mean, that's just putting it lightly. Like, what, controversial past? History of abuse and assault? Hello? Can we please, like, put things in a little perspective, Mr. Dickey? Alright? God, and like, it touches on this without actually discussing it in depth or making it a point of ridicule or contention. Either go all the way with it or just don't mention it at all. Then there's the plot of that song. The resolution of this song is that Chris Brown needs to learn to love himself more? Chris fucking Brown needs to love himself more, not Lil Dicky? Lil Dicky, the little... Jewish white guy who at the start of the music video is being made fun of by his own fans is not the one who has to learn to love himself. That just doesn't make any narrative sense from a formal perspective. Fucking fix that, okay? And like, let's let's finish at the end. A very good place to stop. Little Dicky, for some reason, finds himself inside Kendall Jenner's body. And decides that his first order of business is to masturbate. That's so gross. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. How did you get? How did you get Kendall that's Jenner? That's really, really. That's borderline harassment. No, that is harassment. It's it's not his body. It's not his body. It's so messed up when you start thinking about all the implications of this magic. It's horrible. First of all, ew. Second of all, ew. Third of all. I do not need that image in my head. Whenever I think of that ending, I just imagine little Dicky wearing a Kylie Jenner skin suit or a Kendall Jenner skin suit. Whoever it is, they're all the same. And I do not need that in my music. So like to sum up, this song relies on one joke 
that wasn't even funny to begin with? And that's it. Get over yourself and your tiny penis, Mr. Little Dicky. It's a shame that this terrible song was named after a really funny movie. Yeah, we watched Freaky Friday recently, and it's a lovely movie with a lot of heart. Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis version, not the original. We haven't seen it. They, I they tried seen it. to get like, they tried to get the premise into the song, like entering the body of different people, but it just totally missed the point. Yeah, they completely missed the point. Uh, stupid joke song. I don't know why everyone loves it. Please stop watching it. All right. <laughs> Laugh it up. Think it through. <laughs> Number fourteen. Psycho by Post Malone featuring Ty Dolla Sign. I really don't like Post Malone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't get his appeal. I'm sorry if you're a fan of Post Malone, but I just don't like. Because when I imagine rap, I imagine it either upbeat or really witty and slow. Right. And it was neither of that. But this is kind of like the zeitgeist of where hip hop is right now. It's a uh, the darker trap beats uh, mm. with the more like low key kind of. Uh, vocal delivery, you know. I probably actually like Post Malone a little more than you do because while some people uh, who are into uh, the trap scene right now, at least those in the charts, they have a very monotonous delivery. Post Malone actually likes to put a little more melody into it, you know, like with a song like Congratulations. I think it's because you're more, ex- you're more exposed to his genre. And like the only exposure I had to trap music and hip hop is through Post Malone. Right. So I really don't know. Right. And you just don't like it. You don't like what you've heard. I mean, like, Psycho is just basically a boring gold digger slash forget you for me. I don't even remember this song. This song has nothing memorable in it. Psycho is, I think, Psycho is basically about a gold digger. Or a crazy girlfriend. How do you even know that? I got nothing from those lyrics. Oh, well, I was also looking at the lyrics as I was... Yeah, I was reading the lyrics and I got nothing. I don't know. That's just how I read it. I could be reading it wrong. I could just hate the song and just not understand it right so well there we go uh psycho uh it's our number 14 we both put it at number 14 by the way so we both really didn't number. like it number 13 we got walk it like it walk it like it walk it like it i don't get that i don't really get my my ghost migos 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 i don't get him all right i don't get migos either even my friends who like hip-hop have started to enjoy migos especially their first album culture oh, club but okay. i don't Get it. But when I was talking to you about this, I said, I don't know if I don't get it or if I'm not supposed to get it because it's a very black, it's very black music. Like, it's not, how do I say? It is black. Right. Like, even, have you seen a music video? Of course. It celebrates, like, old 70s Yeah, and there's TV a lot shows. of black colloquial, colloquial, colloquials. Am I pronouncing that? Colloquialisms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't talk. But basically, it's a lot of black slang, which I don't understand. Right. And I think because of that, the experience was stripped away from me. Like I, I can't appreciate it because I don't get it. And I have to get songs to appreciate them. I think Migos is kind of appreciated in hip-hop circles because they sort of sparked this current zeitgeist. Like, they're kind of like the trendsetters who kind of dictated the tone of what hip-hop oh, wait, sounds Migos like now. Oh, wait, Migos is a group? Yes. <laughs> I thought it was a guy. Gosh. <laughs> I don't know much about hip hop. You watched the video. I watched the video, but there was a bunch of them in it. And Drake, Drake's on this song. That's yeah. that's our first. Drake and Jamie Foxx was in the music video. Yeah, but he's not on the song. He's, he's not just on the in the song, video. But he's in the music video, and that's what kind of distracted me. 
Jamie Foxx was great in the music video. Can we just say, you look great with an afro, Jamie. Keep it up. Uh, but yeah, I don't get this song. I was reading along with the lyrics while listening to it. And I don't know what they're saying. I can understand them. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to understand them. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, amigos. Like, I know this is, like, the thing in hip-hop now. But I come from... Ugh, this sounds so pretentious. I come from a hip-hop tradition. Where lyricism was valued. My God, I sound like one of those whiny people who talks about 90 hip hop. Do you hear that? The sound of black people fighting you. I'm so sorry, black people. It's your culture. You can please continue to celebrate it. But I don't like this song. Number 12, Post Malone, Rockstar. I don't remember the song. I'm so sorry. I I thought I would remember this. Oh, wait, how's it go? How's it go? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. no. Uh, video's kind of nice. He's like a samurai. Killing lots uh, I, don't, of I didn't watch the video for this one. Because I don't really understand Post Malone. I was actually okay with this song. It was a little more melodic than Psycho. And the hook will like stick with you a little more than Psycho. I hear that more in the radio than I do Psycho. Yeah, it's a little more common. And yeah, I think it's... Kind of in the same group as, say, Congratulations by Post Malone as one of his more recognizable, kind of better songs. But you know, not really my type. I'm not into like these dark beats. And like when you read the lyrics, it's actually about like celebrating this life of like celebrity and we're so happy because oh. yeah, we have all this money now. But like you're it's, saying it in such like a down. It's like the way. opposite of Bruno Mars's billionaire. I love you, Bruno Mars. Oh my God, please. Not on the list, but he's great. Please. World, return Bruno Mars to the top 15. I'm begging you, please. And please add Janelle Monae. Oh my god, why is Janelle Monae not in the top 15? I was hoping it should be here. But she's not. Anyway. She's really not gonna be. Number 11, we have Mine by Bazzi. I like the song because it was like two minutes long. It was okay. You know, it's inoffensive is the word I would use for this song. Well, inoffensive on first listen. The more you listen to it, the more you kind of get like these... Kind of toxic male possessiveness coursing through it, and it's yeah. That was that was what I was gonna say. Um, it's not healthy. Then again, it's pop music. Is it pop music? Hip hop? I don't know. It's pop, it's right? Like more more dancey. It's more dance music, and it's just not healthy. And I don't think you'd actually listen to the lyrics, but the more I listened to it, the more uncomfortable I got. Yeah. Yeah, just leave this one. It's it's nothing special. Oh my god. When I was scrolling through the YouTube comments, there were so many comments about my boyfriend's dedicating the song to me. (laughs) And I'm like, no. You done messed up, boyfriends. You done messed up. Number 10, we have Meant to Be by Babarexha featuring Florida Georgia Line. It's actually tied with number nine, God's Plan, Drake. Right. And I ranked Meant to Be way higher than you did. I put Meant to Be at number, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I put it at number six. I put it. You put it way back. 15, 14, 13, 12. So. Um, I think the reason I didn't like this song because it's so typical. It's like, reminds me of anything Lady Antebellum did, but oh not as good. Oh my god. But they wrote one of the best songs of like the millennium. Yeah, but they didn't meant to be didn't do it as good. Right. I I liked it, but I know why I like it. Why? And it's because I hear it on the radio and it's sticky. 
it's, it's sticky. It's really sticky. I just don't like. I don't know. I got sick of it. Like I got sick of it after the first listen. For for me, it's sticky enough to stay with you. And the verses were you know, they were decent enough to like tell a story. It's a basic love song. It is a basic love song, but but it does it well enough. Like it's pleasant to listen to. Like if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Like don't you ever just want to listen to something with like a southern That's twang? That's so country. But there are so many country songs which did it better. Like anything Lady Antebellum <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> anything, um, old school Taylor Swift. I wanted to call her out because I know she doesn't listen to country. I don't country. listen to country, but if I had to listen to country, that would not be it. Of course. Like old school Taylor Swift. Yeah, well. Just saying. And, that, um, that, that is still more pop than country. Some Carrie Underwood to some extent. Again, still more pop than country. But this isn't even country. This is... This is also pop country, so you can't blame me for putting it in the oh, same. Fair genre enough, as fair enough. Team. But I didn't have as much of a problem with it as you did because I like the chorus. I think it's catchy. I think it's fun to sing. Catchy doesn't mean good. So number nine, God's plan. This song's boring. I don't remember it. I don't know why boring. it's so high. I think it's because people watch it because they like the plot of the video. Oh yeah, that was where he was like giving out money, right? Band aid, band aid, band aid, band aid, band aid, band aid. Band aid solutions. Yeah, but it's fun. It's like watching Oprah, but like it's a rap video. Yeah, I just. We're, okay, just to be clear, we're talking about the music. We're not talking about the video, and the music on itself isn't that good. Well. Is it? Video is gonna be important a little later on in the list. It's gonna be me. important later on in the list. Right. Yeah. So I don't think it's. I don't think it's uh, impossible to discount the video's effect. Fine. Like for me, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice gesture. You know, Drake went around Toronto, gave back to the city he loves, and you know, it's not gonna fix anything in the long run. But it's a nice, it's a nice little, you know. Here's, but here's, here's some the money. thing: I won't remember the song if I'm not watching the video. God's plan. With the other song later on, I will remember the God's song plan. even without watching the video. Okay, I'm gonna test you on that later. You have no idea. What? I have, I have, a, I have a question that I'm gonna ask you later about that. But we'll get to that later on in the list. But generally, God's plan, you know, it's 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 a Drake song. Oh yeah, it's a Drake song. It's just a Drake song. He's everywhere, so everything is Drake song. Oh my God, this is the second Drake song that he's been in on this list, and it's not the last. All right, number eight. Look alive, Black Boy JB featuring Drake. Drake. Uh, Okay. I like the beat on this uh, particular song. I thought it had a nice, like, dark East Coast hip hop vibe, and I was really vibing out to it. I thought Drake had a nice, energetic delivery to the hook, and the verses were inoffensive enough that I could rank it as high as uh, number. Where did I put it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I put it at number eight, actually. Where should I put that? And you put it at, like, I think you put it way back here. So 15, 14, 13, 12, 11. You put it at number 12. So I like this song. I put it at number 11. Well, what did you think of this song? I don't remember it. That's the thing. I don't remember a lot of songs. You know, I recall enjoying it. I cannot tell you how this song goes right now. Like off the top of my head. Uh, I think I didn't like it because it was a bit monotonous at times. Right. And I don't like that in songs. But for me, what elevated it was the beat. So that's why I put it a little higher than you did. At number seven, we have Whatever It Turns by Imagine Dragons. Oh my god. Okay, so I'm really excited about this song. Not because I think it's great, it's fine. 
It's fine. But the thing is, Imagine Dragons has... Like, after the first album of Imagine Dragons, it was just bad song after bad song, and we get this, and it was okay. And I mean, like, as a former Imagine Dragons fan song for, I think, Radioactive, that's their first album. Yes. I was so happy that I realized that they're not totally bad. Are you telling me you didn't like Sanne? No, I didn't like Thunder. Sanne? 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 I mean, if you compare Thunder to something like It's Time or Demons, Sanne? Sanne? I didn't like Thunder either. I hate that sample. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate that it played on radio for so long and I had to listen to that stupid hook for so long. It's horrible. Whatever this one's okay. It takes, though, is okay. This like, one's okay. Um, it's hook won't grate at you. I'm an adrenaline in my veins. I, I ranked it lower than you, actually. Yeah. So, uh, but I think we both agree that it's a perfectly inoffensive song. Decent. Song. I can imagine this being part of a B-list movie soundtrack. Yeah. And it would be totally. Or like a car commercial. Or a Percy Jackson movie. Or like an energy drink commercial. Yeah. I'm pretty hung up on the commercial thing. <laughs> At number six. We have oh, Perfect by Ed Sheeran. Okay, it's not bad. I'm going to defend this song right now. It's overplayed, but it's not bad. I think that Dive did it better. But Perfect isn't bad. It's like, I think the reason people were annoyed by it was because he released so many versions of it and it was unnecessary. Did you hear the one with Beyonce? Of course I heard the one with Beyonce. I didn't like the one with Beyonce. It's kind of weird. I can't imagine Beyonce um, and Ed Sheeran as a couple. Yeah, I can imagine them as a couple. He did better with the other thing. She's like so much older than him. Yeah, and the thing with um, Perfect, I think it's because it's so cheesy and it's so typical. But Ed Sheeran does cheesy well. You know, here's my problem with the song. What? Is that right now, I'm trying to remember how it goes. And all that I can hear in my head is One Direction. Uh, I'm serious. Okay. I could not tell you how this song goes right now. Um, like literally in my head, it's just, Baby, I'm perfect for you. And if you not... I'm about to burst out in song singing styles. Just say the same song. <laughs> but yeah, like this the song doesn't leave a mark unless you're like in high school All... and you just like had your first crush ever. Then this is the kind of song you might listen to and think, really... Oh my god, Ed Sheeran like knows me. Guys, I'm just gonna say listen to Dive. Dive did it way better. And like there's nothing wrong with enjoying this song. Like it's a good love song, you know. It's just very <sighs> I don't know why it got so big. There it's so Ed many... Sheeran. It's Ed Sheeran. But there are just so many... I'm so hung up on Dive. I'm so sorry. But there are so many other Ed Sheeran songs in the same genre which were better than this song but did not get as big. Like and Photograph. also, why do you guys fuck up Castle on the Hill? That song was way better than Shape of You when you made Shape of You a big deal but Castle on the Hill was fucking amazing. I don't know why people latch on to the wrong Ed Sheeran songs. Like, I'm sorry, he's not, he's not, I don't get the hate against Ed Sheeran. I really don't get the he's hate. He's a good artist. People hate him. He's so incredibly people talented. People call him the male Taylor Swift that doesn't get as much hate. I don't think that's fair. I don't know what Both of them are incredibly talented artists. Both of them are inconsistent as songwriters. I don't think either deserve, like, that much hate as artists. As artists, right? Ed Sheeran has never produced a song that I hate. Shape of You was just overplayed. It was generally inoffensive. See, even I didn't have like that big of a problem with Shape of You as I most people. I get did. why people hated it. Like, I'm so no, we're just ranting about Ed Sheeran. Do you see how boring Perfect is? Is that we started talking about his other songs? 
But why is it so high up on the list? I think it's because it's pleasant to listen to. Like, we have so many dark, moody songs as a culture these days. Like, when you look at the uh, Hot 100, so many songs are dark, moody, uh, just downbeat. And people just wanted, like, a pleasant little guitar ballad to cling to. And, you know, it's a cute love song. People will play it, you know, dedicate it to whoever. And, you know, it goes around on the air. Dive did it better. You're so caught up I'm on so Dive. I'm so sorry. Dive is really, really good. I mean, sure. So that's perfect. Generally an okay song. Next, we have The Middle by Zed. Baby! Why don't you just Now, when you said baby, all I could think of was Michael Jackson. Love never felt so good. Uh, I see, but you know, so good. this song is not bad. It's actually pretty good. I like the hook, really catchy. Versus again, inoffensive. <laughs> like none of these are great so far. Can we just get that out of the way? None of these are great songs. But the middle is a fun song with a hook that you can like belt out if you want to, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a less good Calvin Harris from last year. Ah, uh, Heatstroke? Are you talking about Heatstroke? I'm talking about everything Calvin Harris did last year. You know, year. so here's the thing. I all, When I think of Calvin Harris and Zed, I always think that I'm going to hate them. But when they're coming on the radio, they're actually pretty good. Yeah, we both had this at number five, which is where it's at right now. So I think, you know, I, I mentioned Calvin Harris because last year he had a string of very strong songs. Uh, heatstroke, Slide. They were mm. all just feels. Like, they were all just really good. And I feel like this song is, like, a notch below. But then Zed never does as good as Calvin Harris. Like, that's just who Zed is. I don't know if it's because we have a... just who Zed is. You just cut to the core of his inner being. And the essence (laughs) of Zed is that you're not as good as Calvin Harris. The thing is, I don't know if it's our preference... But Zed just isn't as energetic or lively as Calvin. And yeah. That just, it's not our taste. Yeah, it's just kind of, it's, it's there. It's nice to listen to when it's on, but we're not going to really, like, bring it with us anywhere. Like, The Middle, I can already think of other songs named The Middle that's better oh, than this one. Oh, I was thinking one. that. What was okay, that? Okay, which one's yours? Which one's yours? It can't be this, like, are you doing Are you doing the Juno one? Because I'm doing the, like, like, the one on Rock Band. Mine's, it just takes some time. No, I think I'm thinking of a different song. Um, are you thinking of... I'm just a little girl. No, 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 no. That's the show. I know it's the show. That's oh, it's not called middle. The Middle? Um, yeah, I'm thinking of a different song. came out two years ago, three years ago, 2015. Was it called The Middle? Oh, was it like one of those DJ people? Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how that goes. I don't know who sang it. DJ something. DJ Snake or something. DJ Snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah DJ Snake. Yeah. I remember that song. I remember it like conceptually, but I cannot tell yeah, you what exactly. the melody is. Like, I know when I when I saw the middle by Zed, I thought like, wait, it's been a number five or number four that long? No, it's just a different middle. Yeah, totally. Stop naming your songs the middle, guys. Like, get something new. It'll never be number one because it's just gonna be in the middle. Uh. <laughs> I was tempted to put it at like number seven and be like, I put it in the middle. <laughs> but I couldn't because I, I, I like it. I better. Yeah. Never mind. I mean, debatable. But okay. It's you think? 
Number okay. four is actually number four, three, and two have the same scores. Yeah, they're all tied, and I just used Ika's ranking because I don't want to be single. Oh. Uh, <laughs> number so sweet. We swapped out uh, number four and number two. Oh, okay, here we go. So number four we have nice for what? Bye, Drake. Drake. Okay, here's my problem with nice for what. Drake. And you're and feel free to just contradict me. The thing with nice for what is that it's supposed to be a Drake song. But all I remember are the female singers in the background. The beat. The beat. Yeah, the female singer. The sample, yeah. And then Drake would just appear like somewhere in the middle. It didn't feel like a Drake song. It felt like Drake was a feature on this song and they forgot to put the main vocals in the actual song. Just a real one. You get me? No, well, for me. Okay, right? Because I thought it sounded like a really good Kanye West song. You had like an old school... A female mm. vocalist sample that okay. created the bass of the beat. Then you had Drake rapping over it, and that's the vibe I got because the the sample is so fantastic and sticky. I like the sample. Just like for me, just like personally, I felt like there was something missing. Like I felt like this is supposed to be a Drake song, but Drake's presence is one of the least interesting things about the song. You're just a real woman, your intention. And that for me just lessens how good it was. Did you feel empowered? Cause it's a, it's like a female empowerment I mean, song. It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't really remember the lyrics because Drake was always. So you were you were listening and you weren't like I, I can like take on the world hashtag, times up and Not stuff. Not really. No. Is it because it was by a man? <laughs> I mean, cause legit, that's a reason, right? Like. I think so. I think. I think I'm just skeptical of any man who makes content about female empowerment I thought you were just gonna say I'm just skeptical of any man that's true also, also <laughs> you're not a man to me um, you're like genderless <laughs> no, no. am I just like an amorphous form yes like you've transcended the label of man and therefore should no longer disappoint you. right so I have gone beyond malehood yes. and gender yes <laughs> Okay. You heard it here for here first. Joseph uh, is not a man. Clearly, I mean, that's sure. a compliment, by the way. Just saying, like if I say you're not a man to me, that's not like a dig at your masculinity. It's right. just like thank God you're not a man, because <laughs> all men disappoint me. Oh, no. okay. that got dark. Number three, we have uh, "Never Be the Same" by Camilla Camilla Cabello. I actually like Camilla. I'm not. Okay, Havana, I went through... Oh, Nana. I went through a cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it started with me being like, okay, it's a good song. And then I ended up hating the song. And then eventually... Did, I, you, did, you, did you dig your way yeah, to the other side? I ended up really liking it. Like, I remember there was a day where that was just all I played. What? What was all that Havana. played? Oh, Nana. I feel like I played it 20 times. And here's the thing. It's not... It's not amazing. It's not going to change the female pop music landscape. Of course, no. But it's just fun. That's Camilla for me. She's just fun. I think one of the barriers that stopped me from enjoying Camila Cabello at first was that I hate Fifth Harmony. Ah, so like the stigma was there. Yeah, so like I I attached that to her. But like the more I listen to her songs, the more I think, you know, she's a fun pop artist. Havana is great. Havana is great. It's like the definition of sticky. 
And now we have this one. Like it starts off really slow and downbeat, and it's actually kind of it's actually a little unpleasant to listen to at the start. She's kind of like droning. She's like, yeah. And I just have no time for that. But once she gets into it, it's you, babe, and I'm a suck. And I'm like, yes, yes, Camilla. I think the important thing we have to remember with Camilla is that she's she's just starting out, and she's already really, really good. Like debatable. Well. Not really, really good. Just scrap one. I mean, she's good. She's good. She's, she's good. She's no Carly. She's no I Carly Rae I was waiting for you to say she's... that because I was about to say and lead into our next. Song, I mean, she's Ariana not, Grande. She's not the queen of pop music who is unfairly yeah. shafted I by the listening why, public. Why do people not like? Her? I don't know why people don't like Carly Rae. I like Carly Rae. Get your shit together, America. Okay, let's go to number two. No tears left to cry, Mariana Grande. Or as she says it, no. <laughs> Here's the thing with Ariana. She I has like no con- she has she has no consonants. I don't know why I like her because she, she doesn't say anything. She has no consonants. Yeah. Literally. Did you ever see her as Penny from Hairspray? No, I haven't. It was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't I- like her. Amanda Vines did it better. She's a, she's, a, she's a checkerboard chick. Here's the thing. She doesn't enunciate words. She okay? doesn't. She really doesn't. And, okay, I get that it's the appeal of certain songs. Like, what's the song which I like? Um, Love Me Harder. I love Love Me Oh, that's Harder. a great song. It's one of Ariana's exactly. best. And I think this song, with time, will get me. Well, with Love Me Harder, it works, right? Because it's a sex song. So she's singing it, like, breathy, you know? Yeah. Like... The, right but like here it's just what are you saying literally what are you saying but it's still high up on your list like it's your number four and it's my number two because it's so good it <laughs> <When> you start <laughs> we're hating on it but it's a good song when you start listening to it right it has like a nice little build and then it, 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 she starts making sounds and then we hit a really good chorus right i love the build up i like um, I, I was messaging you when I was just listening to it. I like how slow it was, and then suddenly it just snaps, and then like the energy is continuous right, from there just, on. And the, I think Ariana is really good with just building things up. And the music video is fun to look at. Like yes. Ariana Grande gets transported into like the world of Inception, as drawn by thing. MC Escher. Uh. People are saying that this is a heartbroken song, but I don't feel it. No, I get it. Like, I get it. It's in the title. It's, mo- it's more of a dance song. When she you, got like, no tears left to cry. Yeah, exactly. When you think of it, it's more of a dance party song than it is a heartbroken song. Right. Because when I think of heartbroken songs, I think Maybe of- that's the thing, where it's like, I'm so heartbroken, all I can do is dance now. Yeah, I know. Because I'm out of tears. So you have to like kind of detach your expectations. No, but it's like... Cognitive dissonance. Wow, me and my CW words. I don't even know what I just said. I don't think you used that. Did you use it right? Maybe. I don't. There's a 50% chance I used it right. I cannot tell you if I used it right or not. I don't think you used it right. But like, no, legit. There's like a certain irony to it. There's a certain irony to it. And, and she's so I don't think it's cognitive dissonance as much as it, as it is a subversion of expectations. Subversion of expectations. That's... CMC words. Yeah, my CMC it. props are shaking right now. <laughs> but, but again, though, I have to go back to this. What is she saying? Okay, the reason I like this is because she subverts the genre of heartbroken music. 
and I think I appreciate that attempt, and I think it's a good attempt, even if. What is she saying? I have no idea. Uh, She has no consonants. I swear to God. Number one, our number one pick, and also number one on the charts uh, as of this recording is. well, we sure picked a light and breezy song to end with. It's This Is America by Childish Gambino. And I'm gonna try to keep my nose out of this one and go into the global and the local. Global and local. Okay, the global and the local. So recently, Childish Gambino's music video for his single, This Is America, has been making headlines for the way it made commentary on black violence. Commentary, which includes but is not limited to the reappropriation and the distribution of black culture without genuine concern for the systemic oppression the black community faces. That being said, the memification of This Is America by certain online creators have been criticized for missing his point entirely. The thing that distinguishes This Is America from other music videos or media is that it clearly discusses and underlines the experience of a black man. And from what I understand, people are angry that the meme makers take this video out of context and actually reappropriate it for the experiences of other communities which aren't black. So like, okay, I'm sure you've seen this. For example, some memes use the screen screen grabs from This America and I link the screen grabs down below. And they've been recontextualized to explain the death of Philippine democracy with Serena's ousting and... A lot of heavy stuff which Joseph doesn't want to get into. Nope. And that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Um, oh, like, okay, personally, I do see how the memes could undercut Gambino's message. But I also understand that irreverence and relatability are like the cornerstones of meme making. You can't make a meme out of This Is America and expect it to be respectful and whatever. Also, I have my reservations about this America as being something revered and worshipped by the public, and it's turning out to be revered and worshipped. But I also understand that, in general, the video is important and relevant to a community that I am not a part of. I'm not a black man. Or woman. Or woman. Okay. I think it speaks more to black men than it does black women. I mean, sure, but I think it's... It gives a nod to black women at the end with SZA's cameo. Right. But I... And I read this somewhere... This is the male equivalent of what Beyonce did with Lemonade. This speaks of the experience of a black man who constantly faces stereotypes of being the aggressor. Um, so I don't think it's for me to say whether it's memification, I like that word, in general is ethical, but I at least can say that there's a difference between using the video to explain the systemic oppression of a country that's almost under a dictatorship. And you know, playing non-serious pop jams over Gambino's dancing because it syncs up. Hey, I just met you. And this is And crazy. by the way, that right. is out of taste. Global and local. I mean, it really was. Like, I, don't, I, I understand why people were upset by it. Yeah. Right? And this is what I said earlier, that we can't discount the video. Because this is America as a song was released specifically with the music video it's not part of an album yeah so like okay. it dropped with the music with video. the video so i don't think that especially with all the context given to the song by the video if you listened to the song you I'm... wouldn't know specifically that it's saying what gambino wants it to say 
a lot of that is it in the visuals. It tries to. I feel like it tries to, but I think it came with the visuals. I don't know if Gambino produced it side by side. Like, I don't know if he was layouting or storyboarding the music video as he was writing the lyrics. Because a lot of things sync up, especially the use of the black choir eventually and then how he shoots them all down. Mm-hmm. So now here's my question. Because I said that you love this song okay. and it's your number one. So like, what's your, what, what's your favorite lyric? Uh, oh, I have one. Um, black man, get your money. And, black um, man. Black man. I also get your like, money. Black um, man. Get your money. Black man. There is a like, oh yeah, um, this is a celly and this is a tool because it's a nod to how black teenage boys would use their cell phones to live stream policemen stopping mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of critical thinking, um, it makes, it's socially aware. And I think anything that tries or attempts to make a commentary for me, no matter how much it fetishizes brutality and black violence, I appreciate that attempt of artists. Right. I think it's still a very potent piece of art as well. Like, regardless of whether you might think the lyrics are too simple or not, which I personally do, right? Really? Because I, I'm comparing it to someone like Kendrick Lamar, mm. where you get it all, it's in the song. It's in the song, right? But I still think that this was a very important piece of art. Uh, I think the video says a lot more than just the song on its own. But I do think that the song itself is actually still the best song of these 15, just based on how fantastic and layered the beat is, how it shifts up from the choir and the gospel singing to the harder trap beats, uh, that, that dark shift in tone when he starts singing, this is America. Okay, I don't know if I'm reading into this, but I feel like this is America is a great way, or a great way he bridged the black community diaspora Diaspora. Between Diaspora African American. Because I think I heard some um, beats in the music. Um to beats to um black community beats. So in a way I feel like he mixed it together and even added gospel into it. And I just feel like it's a great way to marry right. cultures, right. To bring it together. So I think definitely the biggest part of the song is the tune and the music. Really? More so than the visuals? Not counting the visuals. Like as a song, Nisma. Right. Like just as a song. Yes. I think its highlight is... The beat, the yeah. Beat. I, I very much agree. Um, including the visuals. Definitely the visuals. Although I do have my reservations for why? I don't know if I believe in this, and I'm still grappling with the concept because it was just reintroduced to me. But so many people are complaining that it fetishizes black violence, and it um, and I know this wasn't his intention, and I know that Gambino was really trying to make a statement. But I feel like he did fetishize it, and at some point the message gets lost in the way he presented. But that was also his intention, so it's just like a kind of. You get me? Right, like, right. It's, it's, it's a constant negotiation. Yeah, it's a negotiation between... Because um, the thing is, he wanted to show that we reappropriate black culture but don't care about the situations black people get into. And I get that. But sometimes it just looks so good. Like just the general look of it, the aesthetic of it, that the line between the two gets blurred. Interesting. Interesting. So I feel like people also enjoy 
the way the violence looks in the video. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of problematic. Right, right, right. I mean, okay, I won't tell you if it's ethical or not, but that's how I understand it based on my read, read, reading. Great song, though. It's dope. It's dope. It's dope. But guys, like, if I'm wrong, feel free to, like, message me and... Educate her! Have a discourse with me. And in the comments below, don't forget to tell us which of these songs you enjoy the most. Tell us how you would rank these 15. And if you want to go further into the Billboard Hot 100, then please feel free to do that as well. You can find us on our social media accounts. That's at the Leon Ika with two A's for me. And at Joseph Weirdness for me. We're going to end the show as we always do with our quote of the day. Today's quote of the day reminds us that at the end of the pain, there is a calm serenity that we must harness in order to move positively into the world of tomorrow. Enunciate your words, friends. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye!